dumb jokes today okay this is serious this is dead ass serious (laughs) i need an immediate response from you first thing that comes to your head it's a yes or yes or no question (laughs) all right here's the scenario you go to the afterlife right betty white is there Mm -hmm. okay she has a dick. Do you suck it? Yes or no? Go. Yes. yes. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're split. We're going to split house. Where I'm going to be the deal breaker. I guess I'm going to be the deal breaker. I'm going to say yes. All right. So the answer is yes. You've been outvoted, Steve. Welcome, so, boys. Well, and, no, shut up. Welcome, boys and ghouls, to another fucking mini zone of Halloween is forever. I'm Brian. Well, I'm Meg. I have more questions. Okay, than Steve. go ahead, Steve. <laughs> yes, you my, in the my, front row, gentlemen yeah. in the front row. But my question is just like when you imagine the scenario, right? How old is Betty White in the scenario? Betty is White she, is timeless. I know, but is she like the <laughs> she's is she the hot Betty White from the twenties? I think like is she in her twenties or is she still like an old lady? I think because she's what like, he's really asking is how saggy are the balls. Oh, right. Well, in general, I don't want it. balls. It for me, it's a. It doesn't matter. I'll do yeah. either. I'll do it either way. Yeah, <laughs> Just, same, same. Okay, but I I have no interest in touching old people. So yeah. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, <laughs> like, gotcha, gotcha. Because my how, my how immediate this? thought was like just Betty White with like a Slim Jim, because it's all crangled. <laughs> it's all you know dried crangled. up and. Yeah, it's all dried Crank. up and like it's all like a knotted root. And I'm like, I'm not into that. I'm no. Just way off. You want a you want a nice, smooth, tight penis. If I have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Um, I say it's whatever ver- version that Betty prefers. So uh, wow, mm, nice. It's hard to interesting. Sell. It's hard to say. It's hard to say where she's gonna land. I I like to imagine it's like. Golden Girl season three, mm. you know when the show's really hitting its stride. <laughs> that's when she's pe- that's when she thinks she's peaking. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think that's when she's peaking. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We might all, we'll die. all find out when we'll we all, die. Yeah, we'll all find out when we die soon. All right. Uh, I'm just imagining so- now, like wherever we go in the afterlife, the qu- only questions are: Would you suck someone's dick or not? Like, <laughs> that's not always like, the most interesting. Is that a questions. personal hell or like heaven to we, someone? We we play this game. Me, me, me and me and some of my high school friends, where we throw scenarios out there, and it's not always just it's not always just will you suck this dick. It also is just like any type of like. It's usually, you know, highly uh, sexualized. But what we do is we make it like, uh, mm, eh. and then if if somebody says no, you you sweeten the deal a little bit. And if they say, yeah, sure, then you make it a little rougher and you just push it to its absolute limits. So it's not so much would you rather, but it's just like, where where do you put the line? Where's the line? Yeah, that's yeah. really where it is. That's really where it is. And you learn a lot about people. And, and that's yeah. why I like it. I, I would love for that to be like a, an icebreaker during like a, you know, an onboarding for a new job or something like that. But, <laughs> I would too. Um, I think I would appreciate everybody's that. Everybody's too prudish. Yeah. Too, too many prudes out there. Um, Change the world here in HR, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't 
don't think that's going to go over too well. Um, in any case, uh, we are going to do a couple of damn things today on this here mini-sode. Uh, first of all, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, go the fuck back and listen to it, because we're about to spoil who won. Ready? Ya boy took it home <laughs> last week with just a just a grimy ass dirty goal. I think I kicked it in the net. I, I mean, they didn't ca- they they called it a goal. They didn't wave it off, but I kicked it in. It was you definitely uh, it nothing was a, but netted uh, that shit show. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a rough one. It bounced off my ass and into the goal. Uh, but you know what? A goal's a goal on the stat sheet. A win's a win. So I got to pick what movie we're going to discuss here, and instead of doing a uh, you know a, a punishment episode or or um, you know reprimanding you guys for your insolence, I decided we would do uh, some fun, and it wasn't what I was planning on doing, but I just popped it in because I think Steve might have mentioned it or somebody mentioned this movie recently, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to put it on the watch list because I haven't seen it in many many years. So I popped on good old. 1999's Lake Placid. Uh, and goddamn, that movie's fun. It's just a blast from beginning <laughs> to end. So I said, you know what? I'm going to be gracious. Right? <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not. He's gonna learning. Treat He's learning from the treating, best over here. I'm, I'm not <laughs> treating you guys. I'm, I'm not giving you what you deserve. You dirty little <laughs> swine. Uh, but instead, I'm going to give you a tasty little piggy treat. It's plus, I don't know, but you've really, got a lot of pork I'm, on the line I'm for the really, moment, but I'm really getting a kick out of it. Um, yeah. So, so we go Lake Placid. Yeah. I think what you're doing though is nice because you know, the last showdown, it, pretty much every film was a punishment film. So it's not just <laughs> yeah, it's, that's it's, true. it's not just for Meg and I. I think you're also doing this for the audience. Yeah, yeah. So you, I they don't a, have to slog another hour and a half through garbage. <laughs> no, I need. I think we all needed a reprieve. Everyone needed a little, little, you know, r- rinse their mouth out with something, something fun and saucy instead of just more um, <laughs> fermenting garbage water. So. Um, yeah, so we're doing Lake Placid, like I said, from 1999, which is an absolute uh, blast of a movie. I imagine many of you have already seen it, but if you haven't. Definitely go rewatch it because it's even more fun than you remember. But we've got some other dang things we got to do before that. Um, first of all, beers, beers, beers. beers. What do we got? Um, I picked up on my recent trip to Austin this lovely American Pilsner from Zilker Brewing Company. Oh, I like that label here. Let me see that a little closer. Ooh, yeah. very classic, very high life I think inspired. Yeah, yeah, I think you'll actually like all the labels. So I told the guys already that I brought a bunch of stuff back that I'm going to share with them. But yeah, I, I actually like because I think all of their labels almost have maybe like a mildly 70s inspired. Like they actually have a paleo like called Parks and Rec. So it's like you think about the show Parks and Rec and when they were revamping the logo mm-hmm. and they brought it to be like 70s like. So it's cool. Like, yeah, but the brewery is actually really nice and they're growing pretty rapidly because like you walk in and you see some fermenters and like a bright and then you see the brew house in like right behind the uh bar but then my friend who was showing us around brought us like literally through this door and i was like oh like holy shit it was like actually pretty huge um but yeah great brewery delicious beer and that's what i got yeah looks and tasty Looking tasty. I uh, well, Steve, what do you have? I'll, I'll finish it up. I've got a uh, one coming out of Warren, Ohio. You would 
be somewhat familiar with that area. Oh, yeah. It's a modern methods brewing company, and it's called the Roast Beast American Stout. It's a, you know, just kind of a straight down the middle 6% stout. It's got all the things going on, but it doesn't have like a whole bunch of goof-ass bells and whistles in it. Mm -hmm. That's also a very classic... uh, uh, even I was going to say mid-century modern, but it's even more than that. It's more like a 30s, 40s, almost looks like uh, something you would art see deco. on like a... Yeah, mm. Art Deco, almost oh, like something yeah. you would see on like a uh, an old uh, like gas station sign or something like that. It also, uh, I mean, it kind of looks like the uh, the Rolls Royce, um, uh, the, 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 the emblem, hood yeah. ornament. Yeah, the yeah. hood ornament. Mm. Yeah, the spirit that's on the Rolls Royces. But yeah, the uh, yeah, it's a brewery I found just like... There's six pack and an eagle, and I picked it up and I tried. Nice. We we tried a bunch on the Hop Nation podcast, and I have this one left over. And then I have like a pilsner and a lager that I want to I want to give to you to have you try out. Mm. But uh, you know, see yeah. what your thoughts are. <laughs> yeah, I need to uh, I need to go over. We talked to us a while. I need to go over and, and and hit up some of those breweries. I've had some of the beers that I'll pick them up at Vintage if they have them at Vintage Estates, but I haven't mm-hmm. hit a lot of those breweries in person in like the uh, you know Youngstown Warren. Boardman, Poland, Ohio type of uh, corridor there. So, yeah. um, the, the one there. thing I'll say that they do really well is they get their beers really, really clear. They had we oh, had good. like a West Coast IPA and a and a lager from them, and both were incredibly clear. And I was just nice. surprised that like that's coming from a brewery from Warren, Ohio, that just opened what, in 2016. So, do yeah. you know like what even like their capacity is? Because I'm curious if like they brew enough to make it worth having a filter on hand, or if they're really just giving it the time it needs to. I, I have I have no mm. idea. I can't imagine they're much bigger than any other like brewery that would be about you know the size of like an abjuration or mm-hmm. you know something like that. I feel like abjuration is a funny example to use because don't they have like a half barrel? Yeah, I was like, that's tiny, tiny babies. I'm trying to, I I was trying to think of somebody who's more in the middle, but like, um, I don't know, maybe even. I mean, Necromancer is what, three? Barrels yeah, I was going to say, yeah, shoe brews in that is like three, three barrel. I yeah. think now. Yeah. Or no, didn't ne- they get a bigger brew house now? Maybe it's seven. I don't Necro- know. Necromancer is yeah. getting a lot bigger too, anyway. Um, but uh, maybe, maybe you know where this is, Brian. But they're actually located on David Grohl Alley. <laughs> if that sounds um, any familiar at all, David Grohl. So I think I know of a hot dog shop that is near there. Okay. Um, so. I like how you first were like, I know of a David Grohl. No, it's like, David yeah, Grohl, yeah, we heard... all fucking know David Grohl. Like. No, I know of David Grohl Alley. I, I've heard before somebody uh, tell me that there is a uh, a street named after David Grohl there. Um, and I don't know if it's the same David, Foo Fighter David Grohl, but um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I'll have to look it up. There is a, a pretty nice little hot dog shop near there, which means... Uh, Listen, damn, that's 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 a, that's a good forty-five minute road trip over there to get some hot dogs and beer. So, I'm on board. You, you tell me they got clear beer. You tell me it's in walking <laughs> distance of a good hot dog shop. You know what? I'm fucking sold. Um, I am drinking uh, a, a newish beer, I think, from Dogfish Head called "Where the Wild Hops Are," um, and it has really no description at all on the packaging besides the fact that it is a 6.5% India Pale Ale. Um, it did not look, you know, hazy or anything like that. Although when I pour it, it does have quite a bit of cloudiness. And I'll be honest, uh, 
a borderline alarming amount of sediment on mm. the bottom of it. Mm. Uh, and it's in code. Um, so it was just brewed in January, I think. Hmm. Uh, it's a little smudgy, so it's hard to say, but there's a lot of sediment. I don't have much of a sense of smell right now because uh, I'm sick, but I can smell that it is pretty oxidized. Uh, nice. So it might have just been kind of mis- mishandled or something like that. I bought it at a pick-your-own-six-pack type of situation mm. at, a, yeah. at, a home, at a Home D, so God knows what type of weird shit happened to this beer. But Two things. Uh, is the label cool? Because I feel like with a name like that, there's a lot of opportunity for a cool label. It's okay. If it, it, it's uh, yeah, yeah, not as know. exciting as I thought it would be. No, it just looks like a... But it, you know what it does say, which I do like that they say this, it's an off-centered art series. Uh, featuring Max Mann, Mom okay. Man. Well, then I don't so, want to talk too much shit on the art. <laughs> no, but it was at least it was, it was hopefully some independent artists that they're supporting. But yeah, yeah, it doesn't necessarily jump off the shelf at you or anything like that. But I typically am uh, have a have a soft spot for Dogfish Head, especially the the Namaste mm-hmm. Whip beer and some of their other beers. So you know what? I'll grab. I'm usually not going to grab a six pack, but I'll grab a I'll grab a single here and there of Dogfish Head and see when they try something. This one is a miss but i th- don't know that it's necessarily <laughs> how it's supposed to taste so uh i will yeah. give them some leeway there so it apparently it's an unfiltered rustic ipa which is why okay. it looks like it does uh I mean, but it has zappa amarillo comet and sabro as the hops yeah sabro and, is is definitely at the forefront here yeah it's and very, then it's, it's got that coconut pina mm, colada thing like crazy mm. And then it says it's blended with a touch of barrel-aged wild ale that's been aged four years in French oak barrels. Interesting. Huh. Hmm. So, yeah, Weird. it sounds like they Something's added a happening. barrel or something. Yeah, yeah I, like I said, I have almost no sense of, of smell right now, but I can still get the coconut. But, I mean, that stands to reason now. If there's some wild ale, if there's some, some uh, although I imagine it's... Um, I think they pasteurize all their beer, so it's not going to be a living culture or anything mm-hmm. like that. But it might explain a little bit of the chunkies, but it's like mm. pretty aggressive, pretty aggressive with the chunkies. Yeah. But it's like I said, it's also kind of in the oxidized realm as well. So I think it's a combination of things, including maybe being kind of mishandled. But it's it's yeah. kind of an interesting beer. It's really tropical. It's stone fruit, and like I said, it's got that big pina colada thing on the nose. If I, if I can smell it right now, it's pretty prominent because I can't smell shit right now. <laughs> Have you guys seen any of the RTDs of Dogfish? Because I was a little surprised to find them in Texas, and I didn't even know they were doing them. Mm-mm. But they had a couple available at one of the stops that we made on our way out. <laughs> I've had some in the past, but it's been some years. I didn't even realize they still did that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was like even more surprised of how many more like RTDs I saw down in Texas than I did have seen up here as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. All right, beerses, beerses are behind us. Let's talk about April, guys. Um, March is gonna, is almost halfway over, or it is halfway over, pretty much. And we're gonna get the hell out of this month here soon. It's pissing me off. March always <laughs> pisses me off because you get that few nice sunny days. You're out and about, and then I got fucking six inches of snow dropped on me yesterday um i'm sure you guys uh dealt with something similar uh megan you were wearing you know shorts and t-shirts a couple days ago and then came back to this shit storm so i imagine that doesn't feel too great either but yeah i was telling you actually i was telling steve that uh we were like basically following the storm and at one Mm -hmm. point we had to just stop and let the storm get ahead of us because it was pretty gnarly out there but yeah, yeah no fuck march i'm i'm with you 
Yeah, March is a piece of shit. St. Patty's is, you know, whatever. It's fine. I'm not a I'm not a huge St. Patty's guy. It's amateur hour for 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 drinking. So you got a bunch of meatheads out there trying to fight each other in the street. And then everyone just pretends Jewish food's Irish, and then it's fucking April soon. So let's that's that's the best <laughs> thing. It's the best thing about uh, about St. Patty's Day in my mind. But we have a upcoming showdown episode <laughs> and it always sneaks up on us but here we are so we are gonna spin that some bitchin wheel you guys uh we had some some topics added to the wheel uh since last time around so we've got some some uh some new options we've got some moldy oldies that that have been spinning around there for a while and haven't gotten drawn yet um but yeah, Steve's going to spin that damn wheel. We're going to come up with three, count them, three potential topics for our showdown episode in April, which is the first Monday in April, first Monday in every month. And if you want to suggest topics to us, or if you want to help vote on which three of these potential topics gets picked for April, what you need to do is go over to the old social medias and follow us. So at Halloween is forever on Instagram, at Halloween forever on Twitter, Halloween is forever podcast on Facebook, Halloween is forever pod at gmail.com for the emails or halloween is forever pod on a ticky talkies and uh, we usually use instagram and twitter for voting on these things there'll be a little uh oh poll type situation in uh, in our instagram story or in our in our uh, twitter feed so give it a vote you get to pick which one of these some bitches uh we pick for the uh the showdown episode then each one of us will pick a movie that pertains to that topic uh and then we'll talk about them and we'll argue about them and then we'll vote and one of us will take home that goddamn strap for the month so do we have our first pick from that saucy bitch the wheel <laughs> the wheel has decided to choose the wheel has spoken. The wheel has spoken, <laughs> and and the first uh, the, the first one I think is going to make some of our listeners happy. <laughs> I'm uh, scared now because it, it, it's it, it's actually a really new ad addition to the wheel. God, okay, it's Bigfoot horror. Oh my! Oh God. Jesus Christ! That's <laughs> literally, literally the one. Just added. <laughs> that's the one that just got added. That's actually remarkable. <laughs> Uh, amount of uh, of luck there, considering yeah. we probably have what fifty things on that wheel now, right. and it came up first. Um, who who suggested it? Who suggested Bigfoot Horror? Ben that, was it Ben? Yeah, that's Ben yeah. and Jen asking yeah. for that. And uh, yeah, <laughs> okay, let's clear clarify. It's not Jen. <laughs> yeah, no, no, she's it's, the it's, one it's, who texted me of a movie that she actually liked. Oh no shit. And okay. so and she was gonna try to have Ben remember, but I was just like I was a little surprised to get that text. But yeah. Well, you know what? Congrats, Ben. <laughs> you're doing you're doing the Lorb's work out there. You're finally <laughs> you're finally uh getting her to do it appreciate I remember early on, uh not well received uh some of these movies. So <laughs> so we're back on track here. Bigfoot or the fact that that got drawn not only in the first week, but literally the very first <laughs> drawing <laughs> yeah. is kind of fucking alarming. Um but Look, uh it's, I, it's on to the voting now it's yeah. now it's ben's job to yeah. push it through <laughs> yeah i'm going urban sasquatch i'm just calling it right now guys. suburban sasquatch so oh yes i'm sorry suburban sasquatch very different yeah. thing yeah. suburban sasquatch and i think anybody who's seen this movie probably uh <laughs> broke into a fucking cold sweat uh, <laughs> 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 
God, I love <laughs> suburban Sasquatch. Okay, Bigfoot horror is Bigfoot our first horror. one. What what is this? What is this? This some bitch and wheel say for for our second option. So this one, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna belabor the point because I don't think anybody really asked for it per se. But it's a <laughs> it's a it's British horror. Hey, British. Oh, I like a British horror. You know what would be great? The accents. Yeah. So oh, if you're if you're if you're a fan of Steve's our strong excited. accent work, uh, you might want to pick that one up. Um, I my accent my my British accent used to just be Michael Caine, <laughs> and I say it by. I get into the accent by saying his name, but not by yep. saying Michael Caine, but by saying my cocaine. Michael yes, yes. Caine. So you say my, my cocaine. My yeah. cocaine. My, co- my cocaine. My you cocaine. Just, you just drop all, it's just M-I-C-O. My co. My cocaine. My cocaine. Um, but it, it started to go into a, to a, uh, um, Oh God! What's what's uh, Hardy? Last name's Hardy. What the hell's his first Tom name? Hardy. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. All, all I want to say was both of the Hardy boys. Um, not Tom Hardy. <laughs> Matt and um, Jeff. I, I literally was going to say Matt, and I was like, nope, it's not Matt. I was like, what's, what's what is it? Jeff? Nope, that's the other Hardy boy. I always uh, love Tom Hardy. Yeah, I always love. Do you ever watch Peaky Blinders? Yes. Like I love his accent in that Holy too. Oh my shit. God! That is the most Cockney anyone has ever been in a movie ever Uh, i just watched him as well playing he plays the two main characters who are twins Mm, and tom hardy plays them both and it's called uh it's it's a mob british mob movie um i think it's called like like legendary or it has a legend i think it's called it has a really shitty um name that doesn't give you any indication at Mm -hmm. all of what it is but the movie's actually killer Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I watched it. I forget the name too, but I feel I think like it's legend, isn't it? I don't know. It's something that kind like of that. sounds familiar. Right. Yeah, but I feel like it's one of those things. It's okay. It's a shitty movie. You see Tom Hardy on the cover, and you're like, "Yep, sold, done. I'm into I'll this." I watch anything with Tom Hardy. He, but he's also, a great actor. Like, he's does a he take his shirt hunk. off? Yes. Okay. Cool. Yes. In, even more. He's maybe the most attractive goddamn man uh, in, uh, on the planet. Um, <laughs> and uh, listen, you could take your Jason Momoa and stick it up your ass because I'm a Tom Hardy boy. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, I, I watch anything with him. And I, oh, oh, and of course, fucking Bronson. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. got a hell of an accent in Bronson. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, listen, no more gushing about Tom Hardy. Um, we, when we get, when we get into the, our tangent, I, I've come to learn that our tangents are 99% around garbage food that we eat and, and, and boy crushes. That's pretty much what all of our tangents are now at this point. You know, teenage Um, Megan is very happy about all of this. (laughs) And 36 year old Brian. Um, all right. What is our third, uh, category? And the third category, Monsters from the Deep. Ooh. Oh, I have that. Ooh. I'm kind of actually... Guys, pick that one. Let's steal one. I have uh-huh. been <laughs> fucking with some creature features lately. I just watched uh, The Magnetic Monster yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Uh, oh, never mind. Last night I watched Vertigo, which is um, obviously not a monster movie. But holy fuck, is that movie good? It's been a couple years. I always forget how insane that movie insanely good that movies but i have been yeah on a uh, a monster i watched um the strangeness okay uh mm. yesterday day before yesterday um never 
I, I don't think I've ever heard of it. Like, it's never been on my radar. You know what I mean? Yeah. I pop it in. I watch it. It's from 1985. It looks like it's from 1975. I, I don't understand mm. why it looks so much older than it is. <laughs> um, it's a very enjoyable movie. The monster um, is, I think, a big um, octopus with a vagina head. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's rad. It's rad. Um, it's yeah, my it's boy fun. crush. <laughs> <laughs> Squid vagina head. <laughs> Steve's really. Well, I've been on the creature feature. Steve's been on the manga. <laughs> call hentai, Brian. Hentai. <laughs> oh yeah, hentai. Um, yes. So uh, uh, it's it's it was really fucking fun. But love me some monsters from the deep. I mean, humanoids from the deep. Right. I mean, right there, man. I, I mm-hmm. fucking love that movie. We could go some fucking deep Star six Leviathan. Uh, uh, oh, we could even go fucking Disney and go 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Sure. Um, if we really, really wanted to. That would be a fun one as well. Actually, I'm pretty excited about any of these three prospects. There's no there's no lame duck in the lot two months in a row, I think. That's been the case. Yeah. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. So to recap, our three um, potential topics for the month of April, Bigfoot Horror, um, which... Now, the more I think about that, it's going to be, you know, getting into springtime. You want to be out in the woods hiking. <laughs> just Bigfoot horror seems appropriate. Um, British horror, uh, which I like that idea a lot, but there's no fucking way that's going to win. Um, <laughs> although I've been wrong many times. And of course, Monsters of the Deep. So go follow us on the social medias sometime this week. We will post that usually like midweek. We usually do it like Wednesday or something like that. Tuesday, Wednesday, um, and then you can vote on which one you want us to do for that April showdown. Now, boys and ghouls, let's get the fuck into Lake Placid. Have you, you guys? I know Steve has. Meg, have you seen Lake Placid before this? I actually did not. I did not watch it when I was a kid. So first time watch, very mm-hmm. very fun. What? I, uh, my yeah. initial reaction to it was: Is this a rom com or is this an actual <laughs> horror movie? And then I was like, oh, yeah, I guess the rom-com idea makes sense. Like, let's trauma bond over being eaten by a fucking crocodile. Cool. That yeah. works. I could see how I could see the A to Z on the love story. I feel like movies in this time frame, they all had to have like strong romantic elements. I don't mm. know if it was mm-hmm. because of this like we were in the midst of this like teen heartthrob thing with the yeah. boy bands and all that stuff like that had all come back so strong that they felt like there had to be like for kids to be involved there had to be like a romantic element i, sure. I don't know but yeah every it seems like every movie from like the mid to late mid 90s to to through early 2000s is all there's always like this very strong romantic component to it yeah you you know what movie is very similar to this Mm. in in many ways twister yeah ah yeah that's a good one i was actually gonna ask if if you guys could think of any other of the ones that kind of had definitely that romantic relationship thing where something traumatic and scary was going on jurassic park twister like a lot of these movies have this kind of same and it's and and the the romantic interests um the roles can kind of swap but it's always that one of them is kind of like 
uptight or formal or learned or 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 stuffy and the other one is kind of down to earth or or out more outgoing or whatever and then they have to like meet in the middle i just feel like that's Mm, always that's always kind of where that where they fall or one of them's more like kind of yeah i don't know it just felt like that was like a a super common theme (laughs) you you know something you know something that all three of those movies you just mentioned twister and jurassic park and lace placid all have as well Hmm. Hmm. they all have cow-based humor that's (laughs) that was a big thing that's interesting (laughs) oh my gosh that's good Lot, they yeah, all they, had like a, lead, a blonde leading lady, but the other two were less annoying than Bridget Fonda in this movie. I wanted yeah, to punch her about twenty tough. times in the face. She was tough, tough to deal with. You I know, like it's her. funny now, Steve. <laughs> now, now that you say that, um, the cow thing—that was a thing in the mm-hmm. in the mid to late nineties. You would just have cows inserted into video games a lot, mm-hmm. like there Earthworm would be Jim. Like, yeah, there would be like cow jokes all the time, yeah. or like, or even what was the racing game where like all the every once in a while you'd hit a cow, like driving on the road you hit a cow. I can't mm. remember which one it is. Hmm. Um, Carmageddon, Twisted no, Metal. No, it wasn't. Twi- yeah. Anyway, yeah. Like there, there was just there's a lot of cow humor. I didn't really, didn't really. I'm um, really, I'm wrap my very head around. curious about that. Um, I feel like if what so Jackass got popular around there too. Even like they would have weird things about like having bulls in there, and like mm-hmm. I know this is probably not completely related, but I'm just like thinking about things in that time that like oh were we somehow exposed to ridiculous things or like Tom Green being popular. I think around it then might too? had to do with maybe it was had to do with mad cow disease. Oh, so maybe we're trying to like humorize. Oh, yeah. That's, that's basically, a it was point. just in the pop culture zeitgeist mm-hmm. kind of. I, I don't know. It was in the news, um, but also cows are pretty funny. Yeah, they're just big fucking <laughs> stupid walking food. I, like they're I so goddamn. They're so dumb though. I mean, I love cows too. They're very cute. <laughs> I listen. I've spent time working on in, in dairy farms and shoveling cow shit, and they are so fucking dumb. And it's not their fault. We've bred them to be that way, right? <laughs> Selective breeding to be big walking food sources, but yeah. Holy shit, are they stupid? I just have I just have like really fond memories because again, now you guys are probably gonna call me a cowgirl. I don't know, like I don't know what's <laughs> gonna happen here, but like I had a family member who raises Angus cows, and like at one point when I was a kid, they had babies, and we would when we were visiting, we'd like go feed them like milk, yep. but they would also just like they just I don't know, kind of like uh, when dogs eat weird and there's like sort of licking, like these cows yeah, yeah. just like have this thing about it. It was mm-hmm. I don't know, they were very cute. I love it. We were at a dairy farm. Um, uh, where were where were we at? I forget. We were at a dairy farm. Um, oh, I think we were just up at uh, Windy Ridge Dairy over here in beautiful Farmbell. You know them folks. Oh God, I tried. <laughs> sorry, quick tangent. I tried to snap a picture, but I I didn't want to crash and die. <laughs> Coming up Route Two Eighty Eight from Zilly to Elwood City, um, halfway between. It, well, you're in that kind of Farmbell area there, Windy Ridge Dairy which we talked about having the root beer milk. Yeah. They have a sign on the side of the road. And I drove by it yesterday. And all the sign says, it's one of those ones you put in the new letters, you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And what they had on the sign this week just said, we have root beer milk. Uh, <laughs> Dude, you need to get a supply for us. Root I need beer I milk do, is I back. Do, I do need to try this. Yeah. Coincidence? Or are they listening? <laughs> they actually <laughs> might be diehard <laughs> listeners. Who knows? Um, but what, uh, getting back to my story, when we were over at uh, Windy Ridge Dairy doing uh, a little like uh, tour of the barns and stuff like that with uh, uh, Maggie's um, preschool class last year, um, she reached down to pet one of the cows and it 
put its giant long tongue out and like wrapped it around her hand <laughs> and licked her and oh. she almost crapped her pants like she was like <laughs> not expecting or like well, out no of out of like why does a cow have a nine foot long tongue like, that's true, like you know yeah. what i mean now yeah. like a kid would never expect an animal that looks like that to have a tongue that long you know what i mean sure um, well i mean she's seen a giraffe i feel like they always have that like um, reputation have a huge tongue. <laughs> That's Besides true Gene too. Simmons, wait. She she has fed, she has fed a giraffe uh, before as well. So I don't know. She just I, I don't know if she wasn't expecting it. Yeah. But the look of pure horror on her face when this giant freaking rough textured tongue <laughs> licked all the way up her arm. Um. All right, guys. Let's talk real quick about just the. Uh, the the genius that is Steve Miner, the director of this film. I don't think people give this fucking guy enough credit. Like he's definitely considered to be one of the you know top. You know he he's among the upper echelon of the last you know thirty plus years horror directors. But he doesn't get talked about in hmm. my opinion nearly enough. Um, he directed. Oh, I'm just going to go through the. I was going to say I'm like says the person who loves Friday the Thirteenth too. So Friday Thirteenth Part Two, <laughs> Friday Thirteenth Part Three, House, and then I'll just throw another nine episodes of The Wonder Years. Also good. Um, uh, okay, this stuff not as not as important, not as important, not as important. Mm. Dawson's Creek, big stuff. Uh, Halloween H two O. Oh, that's hilarious. Lake Placid. Uh, uh oh, small. Only one episode of Smallville. That that's not the the George A. Romero uh, Day of the Dead. Well, it was that's the just... remake. It was the remake. That's what I was just because I saw that because I knew that there was a remake of it. Oh, did he do the 2008 remake? That's yeah. what's on there on Wikipedia. Oh, I yeah. didn't even know. I didn't even know he did yeah. that. Well, there you fucking uh, I'm go. Excited. Look, I didn't realize Str- he did that. That's cool. I didn't even realize that was him as well. Um. And uh, and he's still he's still directing shit now. He's currently working on a film called The Exorcism at Lincoln High. So hmm. my point is, dude's a fucking animal. Uh, strong More portfolio. High horror movies coming up. Cool. I know. I, I I love me some Steve Miner. He's got some fucking great movies. And this movie has a hell of a cast mm-hmm. in it. Um, not. I mean, we've already obviously mentioned um, the great Betty White, the late great Betty White. And I am a uh, really, really not even ironically, a genuinely very big uh, Golden Girls fan. Okay. It is the, one of the funniest fucking shows on TV. If you haven't watched it, Hallmark Channel runs it goddamn every day, pretty much. Just go do yourself a favor and watch a few episodes of Golden Girls. I'm that, I've never watched it before. Really? Yeah, it's I've so never watched fucking it. funny. Like it gets like raunchy, but in like a clever way. The writing is so good. Every, there's not a there's not a weak link amongst them in terms of the performance like the the mm. cast is just has so much chemistry there's like Betty White plays like the kind of um she definitely plays kind of like the ditzy type of character and uh but but she is I mean every single person just just gets crazy laughs um I just watched an episode yesterday where they all uh watch psycho and they're all scared and they can't they having nightmares they can't go to sleep and they're all just like sitting around eating cheesecake and like gabbing in the kitchen and then they're finally like all right we're calm enough to go to bed and then uh and then um uh oh my gosh why am i like dorothy's mom oh my god anyway the the oldest uh the oldest one of pops in the door with a big giant butcher knife and screams at them (laughs) 
They all. Oh my god! It's seriously, it's fucking hilarious. I, why can't I remember her name? It's Estelle Getty. Estelle Getty is her name. Mm. I was trying. I was gonna say Estelle Getty, but it's not. It's uh. There's Rose. There is Rose Nyland, Blanche Devereaux, Dorothy Spornak, and oh my god! All right, I'm gonna look it up right now because it's gonna Truby? kill me. It's not Truby, is it? No, Truby. No, no, no. <laughs> Truby? I don't know. No, I'm just like looking at like I literally Googled this and I was like, there's Debbie Reynolds playing as Truby Steele. No, no, no. It's, no, that's, no. That's a crazy name. Truby? <laughs> Truby is, um, it's a streaming oh. service for hazy IPAs. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, okay. Debbie Reynolds. I, like, I know what the fuck she is. Anyhow. Sophia. Sophia, yeah. There, there Sophia. Jesus Christ, I couldn't think of it. Which the funniest part about it is Sophia, who plays Dorothy Spornak, who's B. Arthur, plays her mom. She was actually the youngest of the of the oh, that's four funny. of them in real mm-hmm. life, oddly enough. Um, but anyway, yeah. So fucking fucking Golden Girls forever. But uh, in addition to um, uh, a relatively small part in this movie, um, but one that has some very mem- memorable lines. One of which, if you were <laughs> wondering why I made the the joke about um, sucking. Uh, 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 <laughs> Betty White's hypothetical dick at the beginning of, the, of this episode. It's because she has a very uh, memorable line in this movie where she tells the police chief, this is the part that if I had a dick, I'd tell you to suck it. <laughs> She's so good. I, yeah. I honestly don't know if I would even say she has like a subtle part. I feel like she probably is seen just as much as we see the crocodile (laughs) but i feel like she is like way more fun throughout it like even at the end when she has little babies and she's Mm -hmm. just like come to mama i was like yeah and she's she's very blunt she she kind of plays this character who has like no filter and she uh Mm -hmm. she openly talks about how her she basically may or may not have murdered her husband Um, i'm pretty sure she said she murdered him she said she did but then later on she suggests that She did. He didn't. Well, you know, the crocodile uh, ate it. The actually. crocodile ate him. Yeah, yeah. but then, uh, yeah, but in any case, she was, uh, she was taking the fall for the crocodile. You know, I know yeah. she she yeah. loves the crocs. I like yeah. that. Um, she should have told him to suck her croc. That would have <laughs> been. <laughs> that would have been the line. Then, uh, okay, sidebar, but I think this would have made the movie really hilarious. There is um uh this like people who have an account on social media, but it's this woman, she has a very strong accent. I don't even want to like pretend like I know exactly what it is, but she has this thing where if her husband pisses her off, she'll like kick up her flip flop and then throw it at his head. And it's <laughs> hilarious. But I kind of like almost wish that Crocs were popular in this time. Then she would have been like, I'm going to kick up my Croc and throw it in you. I'm like don't touch my Crocs. Yeah. It would have been great. Suck my Croc and then just Suck flip it at Croc. Him. Yeah. Flip up, throw it at your head. Well, you know what, Meg? Maybe you can check out one of the five other Lake Placid films and see if that's a no. plot point. Uh, <laughs> I no. have never seen any of the other ones. I've I, never seen any of the other ones. When I finished this one, I was like, you know what? This again, because I was like, yeah, it's like a fun movie, but again, and I kind of like glad I watched it now. I I may have liked it differently when I was a kid, but uh, it almost sounded the way they were talking like it was a dub over. Like just the first three minutes, I was like, "Nope, nope, I don't like this." Interesting. It's very awkward. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even notice it. Is Steve it what, like when they're in the plane? Like, <clears throat> hmm, what what's happening at the beginning? I'm trying to remember what the opening scene the, is. The, the opening is Brendan Gleeson. Oh, are you talking about the second movie? 
Yeah, Meg? yeah, no, I'm just oh. like, yeah, oh, I'm just, okay. I'm just, That's I'm just why commenting I'm confused. Okay. on the second one where I was like, no, absolutely will not continue gotcha. watching okay. that. Gotcha. That's why I was confused. Yeah. I was like, I never saw the second one. Yeah, no, no you're, you're no. absolutely right, though, Meg, because I did start the second one myself, and like that very opening scene, one of the actors is very noticeably dubbed over. Yeah. Like they, he has no audio or something, or he was just a terrible actor. So they dubbed all his <laughs> lines over, which is oh, fine because he's never a good look. It's fine because he fucking dies in that scene. And yeah. then, like, I watched probably. Whoa, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I probably watched about 10, 15 minutes of it. And I just shut mm-hmm. it off because it's literally beat for beat, like Placid, but like worse. Yeah, mm. but like with like soft porno lighting and like it just it, it's terrible. I'm just like eh, I'm not gonna sit through another one. Like, you know, yeah. it's funny. It's like it almost sat, like the way the dialogue is so forced and awkward. And I'm literally gauging this within the first few minutes where it's like it almost sounds like a porno where it's just like, hey, we should go do this. Ha ha. <laughs> you know, like it's who's very- at the door. Oh, it's the pizza boy. <laughs> oh, where's my we wallet? We don't have any money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so I w- I wanted to jump back to uh, the cast. We're, we're we're mentioning how it's pretty much an all star cast. Yeah. But we also have Bill Pullman, Oliver Platt, yep. Brendan Gleeson. Mm-hmm. Like it's uh, it's a pretty much an all star cast. And then mm-hmm. to go back to the last episode. Natasha Malfe, mm-hmm. better known as Rain from the Blood Rain series. No, <laughs> she is, she plays uh, one of the townspeople. Yeah. Oh, I, is she I, the I, one I, that walked out? Yeah, she's the like she's the hot girl. About, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, she's the hot girl. That I didn't realize. Brendan Gleeson cool. and Bill Pullman are drooling over in that one scene. I, I feel yeah. like it was very awkward to watch uh, Mariska Hargate Hargate yeah. her role in this. I was like. I've only seen her as a very straight-laced, very intelligent human, and then watching her be like, "Oh, sorry, we're banging." Aww. Yeah. I was oh, like, so yeah, you've yeah. never seen just... Ghoulies, then, Meg? Yeah, you need to get no. on some Ghoulie train. But yeah, ghoulies. you're 100 right because I think of her. Even though I love Ghoulies, I think of her in SVU. Yeah, where she's like, Detective bear, Benson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Benson, Benson of Benson and Stabler fame um, <laughs> is fucking. She's fantastic in that show, um, and she. Um, it's yeah. It's very strange to see her. I actually had completely forgotten she was in that, so it was kind of a, a little surprise when when she popped up. Did you guys notice who the airplane airplane pilot was in uh, in uh, one of the early scenes? I did not, well, I- but I, I see who it is. Yeah, it was Mr. Steve Miner threw himself in there as well. Um, but uh, yeah, great, great fucking cast. Um, and they all play kind of characters that they're good at playing. They all play characters you've seen them play in other movies, kind of, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is weird. Like, no, no one's stepping out of their comfort zone here, except for Betty White, you know. Uh, although comedy is not outside her comfort zone, right. she's hilarious, but it's outside of the the audience's comfort zone where she's like being very crass and cussing and saying dirty shit. We're we're not going to go through this plot point by plot point, but I will say my favorite interactions in this movie are, uh, Oliver Platt's character who plays Hector, Hector Sear, Mm -hmm. who is this eccentric billionaire, um, who is also for some reason obsessed with researching, 
giant crocodiles or not just giant crocodiles i think just crocodiles in general mm -hmm. so much so that you come to learn that he believes that they are um of a higher power in yeah, some like capacity very divine yeah uh which is he's he's this eccentric weirdo great late 90s banter with this guy so many mm -hmm. just smart ass responses uh between the him and and the straight man well it really was two one, one is of course uh brandon gleason who plays sheriff hank mm -hmm. um and then uh, bill pullman who plays jack wells which is the most bill pullman character i've ever heard in my <laughs> fucking life um I love Bill Pullman. He's great. But Bill Pullman um, only plays like a very specific straight laced, handsome or slightly nerdy, handsome uh, lead man. <laughs> yeah. Like he, that's pretty yeah. much where he goes. Right. He's either He's pretty badass or just shy. slightly nervous, slightly nerdy. Yeah. Badass, mm -hmm. handsome lead man. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed Oliver Blatt and Brendan Gleason's uh, relationship development mm -hmm. throughout it too but i i think um like hector steer was like one of my favorite characters throughout it too because he just added so much texture i feel like to just the dynamic and actual humor versus mm -hmm. in, a, in a very sincere way you know like you could they almost feel like caricatures of yeah like, they're very things. cartoonish yeah. yeah and i but i feel like he he could be something you know i think i don't know i, I he was interesting at least yeah. is what i guess yeah. i'm trying to get at they they play the 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 cartoonish monster movie tone really well throughout mm -hmm. yeah in this movie yeah. um it, it's just Brendan, it, oh, go ahead. i was just gonna say it's just like the it's just the fact that all four of these actors are so high caliber yeah, yeah. and they all are abrasive towards each other like nobody ha <laughs> nobody has like a sh strong relationship when they show up because right, like right. Bridget Fonda's character hates the small town sheriff and fish and wild game, and the, but right. she's also has like history with Hector. But you mm -hmm. know that doesn't mean the two of them get along. It's just they bump into mm -hmm. each other a lot. She's like she's the only person kind of kind of championing his expertise. Mm -hmm. But the, yeah, they're not necessarily friends. She somehow understands like what he's doing and why he does it. Right. Um. But I wanted to know about Brendan Gleeson because I was like, he has such a recognizable face, but I don't think you always recognize where you see him. So I had to like look at his history and I'm just like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure the only thing I could remember him from is Harry Potter. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I got it. Yeah. I mean, out of anything on his repertoire, I was like, yeah, Harry Potter seems the most viable that I would remember his face. He, I mean, I, I have no doubt that is the thing he is most known for, um, unfortunately, but he, yeah, he is in so many, so many fucking things. And I have no, nothing against Harry Potter. I'm just an adult. I, um, Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> did you see, um, the other kind of late 90s, uh, and I'm looking up his name because right now his name is escaping me, but he is an extremely recognizable character actor from the 90s who plays uh, Bridget Fonda's um, boyfriend oh, who's yeah. cheating on her. Adam slash Arkin? Boss. Adam, Adam Arkin. Arkin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he is in fucking everything uh, yeah. around that time frame. So um, I don't know. I always, always like to see him. He, I also associate him right or wrong with kind of um, police procedurals, which a lot of these people have shown up in those as well, mm -hmm. obviously. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, great, great, uh, great nineties character actor as well. Just to touch on that. Uh, you know, we, uh, we, we did rogue two episodes ago and the, the big problem with rogue was Kevin 
Kevin was a real <laughs> shit. Yeah. Well, guess guess what? <laughs> the, the 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 inciting incident shit character is of this. It's Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. Bridget yeah. Fonda's boyfriend's name is Kevin. <laughs> yeah. 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 Who sends her? Who sends her there? Because he's. Uh, I actually uh, would. I would actually put Hector as the shit character, but I do see what you're where you get it. You're going with yeah, that. I mean, he's he's a shit because he cheats on her and then sends her away to yeah. into, into the mouth of danger. <laughs> Well, and also, uh, I guess Betty White and her unseen um, late husband are also the well, real villains yeah. because they've built up <laughs> um, and protected this giant killer crocodile in this lake. But in any case, uh, oh, the the other character who I really, really like, um, who you've seen her face in a bunch of stuff. I, I can't even tell you exactly what oh, she would be yeah. known for. I know But you'll recognize about. her face. She plays, a, a, uh, she has a name, but I forget what it is. She plays a deputy. Yeah, it's um, Meredith Salinger. Yeah, it's Meredith Salinger. So she's in, she's in a bunch of stuff. She's an mm-hmm. actor, writer, producer. I mean, she's been in a bunch of stuff. But she is, um, she's uh, Brandon Gleason's uh, uh, deputy. deputy. Uh, what's her name? Deputy Sharon. Her over the top immediate devotion to uh, uh, Hector mm-hmm. is baffling and hilarious. Yeah, like they first of all he comes in, he's like the party guy, playboy, whatever, and but but not a classical. You know, he's not he's not a he's not a he's not a bad looking guy, but he's not like a classically handsome guy. Right. You know what I mean? He comes rolling in, kind of eccentric, weird guy with his helicopter, and just like she immediately falls in love with him so much so that later she's trying to get with him and and you know Brendan Gleeson's character is like no you know hey we got fucking work to do blah 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 and then later when they are trapped in a situation where Hector's in the water slowly trying to retreat from the crocodile before he gets in the water she's trying to talk him out of it and she's like <laughs> stay here I'll have sex with you <laughs> and the way she says it is so strange and transactional and out of character for anyone up until that point. Yeah. Like, I would have already assumed that they would have found a way to do yeah. to bang at that point. Well, so it didn't make sense even... to me because I'm like, wait, you guys probably are. If in real life, you guys probably would have already already done, Pro- probably. Yeah, done the dirty. Probably. But yeah. like, you know, maybe she was, uh, maybe she had other plans because She's she's been enthralled by this millionaire who's come in with a helicopter to her dumbass small town and she mm-hmm. sees a way out of her dumbass small town. But you know Maybe. you know she's I not think gonna you should be nice to small town, Steve. I live in a small town, but if somebody <laughs> flew in, in a helicopter and wanted to take me away, yeah. But I'm not gonna give up the goods right away because then they can just leave on their helicopter with getting what they want. Meg, <laughs> why would they buy the cow if they can have the milk for free? Exactly. Wow. So, I think you're thinking another cow wait, reference. Another yeah. cow reference. <laughs> so maybe she had been holding it out for that reason, but in order to save his life, she threw the one thing on the table that she hadn't uh, given up at that moment. Yeah, I think I think at that point though, that thought, she she probably you, gave him you a hand job. Very thoroughly through that one. I think about being rescued all the time, Meg. <laughs> <laughs> I the the thing that I loved about this too that I thought it was so weird was she wasn't like 
come on, get in the boat, let's fuck. Or like, hey, listen, don't screw around with that. Like, let's go do the, you know, in the back of the helicopter. She just, in a very almost clinical way, she says, I will have sex with you. Like, she, it sounded like she should have been like, we can perform intercourse together. <laughs> like, the way she said it was just so weird and out of place. Um, and he was like, you know, said some, you know, cool guy line and then splashed into the water. But <laughs> uh, my fucking shitty brain's so bad. I thought she was Yasmin Bleeth for a while. Like, <laughs> I mean, she, yeah, I, I mean, I could see that. She doesn't really look like her, but she's a similar type. Yeah, yeah they're, pre- she's, I mean, she's, they're pretty brunettes. So it's like, yeah. yeah. I just haven't seen Yasmin Bleeth in a while, so I don't know what that is either. So, yeah, <laughs> we need a little refresher yeah. on Yasmin Bleeth. Um, come to my uh, to my house. I have a, a poster on my bedroom wall. Oh, okay. Um, no, just kidding. <laughs> uh, I did though as a child. <laughs> that was a weird thing. My kid just had a a, a, a book fair at school. Mm. You know, one of my kids had to get, you could go give him some money to come back with fucking you know some goosebumps or whatever. I just remembered that. Um, I definitely bought like pseudo sexy posters at school book fairs oh, when yeah. I was a kid. Oh yeah, for sure. I would buy like a Ryan Sandberg poster and then a poster of like Yasmin Bleeth in like a spaghetti strap <laughs> top. Yeah, you, and then you, and then two goose, goosebumps. Yeah, you get a you get a Lamborghini and a Pam Anderson. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird that they had this. I mean, they didn't have the really like you know hardcore like Spencer's gift type no, you no. know posters, but they definitely had some like teen heartthrobish type of you know you could go grab yourself a a, a britney spears poster oh, yeah. you know what i mean or something mm-hmm. like that Meg, did you grab fair. yourself a jonathan taylor thomas and she gra- uh, she just got bought all the horse posters they had <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, the, brian's it's, not wrong he just bought a ho- he just bought a, <laughs> but a poster of a horse stuff. with yes, frosted chips okay <laughs> there was right. a horse with a bowl cut and she was like <laughs> <laughs> I don't like your perception of me. <laughs> you fucking love horses. Um. <laughs> no, it was actually really funny. I was out last night and uh, I was going near the south side. and <laughs> I was at this horse bar. <laughs> <laughs> no, there were actually cops on horses. And like, I was like, I want to take a picture of these horses. They're so pretty. I was like, no, you do not you like, need to get people like, ammo right you were like, now. Hey, bud, how many hands is that horse? <laughs> What's that, about 40 hands? It's a big ass horse. He was like, horse girl, so nice. Um, so uh yeah there we didn't we didn't mention as well there is another there's another deputy involved. Um I think his name's Walt or something. He doesn't really do a whole lot of anything. No. Um, and, and well that's the interesting thing about this film is so No, 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 I'm sorry. Deputy Burke. Deputy I'm sorry, Burke. I'm getting too co- yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm getting two characters yeah. mixed up. But no, that's the interesting thing about this film though is like so uh, the only people who die in this film are all side fodder characters. Yeah, they're yeah. red shirts. Yeah. Only only red shirts die in this freaking movie. It's weird. No main characters really die yeah. do they no, no but i feel like bridget responds as if like they were you know like this is like very traumatic so i think it they do a good job still making it seem like it's a very emotional thing for mm-hmm. them. yeah 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 so. it's, it's not just a throwaway like slasher stuff i mean although there's, there's a lot of comedy in it it's not life isn't as unprecious as it is in other films 
Yeah. But because I mean, I think only like three people really die on camera because you, yeah, you have one of the yeah one of the cops, mm-hmm. the fish and game guy early on who gets decapitated in the boat. Right. Um, and then doesn't another cop die too? I think another cop. And I think yeah. So uh, yeah, and it's then, only two or three people who really actually yeah. die on screen, and then just a lot of peril for others. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although I, I found it interesting also because the fact that there wasn't just like a there wasn't just like a scene like the beginning of jaws where it's just like people swimming in the lake yeah you know this film it's just like we found a tooth yeah yeah Yeah. this film steals so much from jaws oh you know and that's part of the comedy because it's like jaws is jaws is funny in a way of like how did this kind of shark get this far inland in america and then now it's like oh how is a crocodile that's from asia (laughs) come all the way to maine in the lake but yeah there there was no scene of just like just throwaway teens that they yeah there mm -hmm. wasn't any locals getting munched while they're inner tubing mm-hmm. or something which which you would have thought would be the case so it's almost and and this is honestly one of the things i like about it is you don't see the crocodile for a long time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then they reveal it very suddenly mm-hmm. which i really like yeah i like when that happens yeah. when you only have some indications of especially for giant monster movies you know what i mean anything na- huge forms of like nature attacks you know kind of thing um I, I i don't like when they show it right off the bat and they're like uh like an over like a like a helicopter view kind of thing of like it's silhouette in the water like they could have done something like that but now you're like Oh, you don't know how big this thing is. And then when the first now it's 1999 CGI. So back then, I remember being very impressed by it. Now it it doesn't hold up great, but it's Mm -hmm. not bad. Um, You you know, in the right context, it's not bad. But when it first you see it jump up out of the water, you're like, holy goddamn shit. That's a big crocodile kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So they really, you know, built, 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 and then didn't disappoint, which I think is cool. Mm-hmm. Right. And e- even though the CGI lacks, there's still also a lot of practical croc mm-hmm. stuff as well. So it, it's <clears throat> a lot of big, big mechanical uh, fucking um, puppets kind of stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that was very apparent. Like, and then um, you guys probably already, you guys already kind of touched on this stuff, but like, I feel like you could tell exactly when they were doing what they were going to do because it's like it, when it was in the water, they did not fuck around with anything related to CGI. You could almost tell it's like it was always just like this half like alligator character thing that they're using mm-hmm. a machine underneath. You can kind of yeah, tell mm-hmm. that throughout it. It was a, it was mostly yeah they had they had some uh, Bruce like thing, but for crocodiles, right. I'm sure mm-hmm. they had it. I'm sure they had a name on set, uh, you know, as an homage to to Jaws, but mm-hmm. um, Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they probably could have done that. <laughs> um, but they had a. I, I really liked. I thought it was creative. I mean, yeah, dumb, sure, but I like how they trapped it at the end too, where it basically got trapped inside the helicopter mm-hmm. kind of thing, and then you had this like very close up scene with it as a as a practical, you know, kind of bit. It was just basically the head and an upper torso, but it looked really good. And um, I always loved in like old, you know, 50, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s sci-fi movies where, you know, you finally got that up close and personal interaction mm-hmm. with the with the beast, you know, at some point or another. And I'm glad that they put the 
the dollars into, you know, making that happen. Again, this mm. was 99. So we weren't that many years away from, you know, just people not doing that anymore. So I thought it was pretty cool. I don't know what the budget was on this, but I imagine it was substantial. Mm-hmm. But again, um, how much of that went to the actual actors? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 27 million. Hmm. Yeah. Looks like how the budget was, budget was 27 million, by the way. I'm reading 35, that, but you know, hey. Okay. It's, it's I would have I would have either. guessed it was in that somewhere in the 30s, but yeah, it's 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 a pretty big budget. Yeah. you know what I mean. Uh, it, listen, it's not Gremlins too, but no. it's got. <laughs> you know what I felt like was a missed opportunity for this that kind of happened around the time when we when the the crocodile got stuck in the air. helicopter was like the fact that there was a second one. I yeah, like- I love that. It was so cheap and stupid, but I really did kind of like it. I, I know it's bad. Let me mm-hmm. be wrong. Like, you're 100% right. Well, I just feel like it was a missed opportunity to build a better story around it because it make it makes certain things make sense related to uh, when uh, Hector was going out with just the deputy and they had literally just fed one of them. Right. You kind of like, how did it get over there so fast? But at the same time, you kind of are like you like brush it off almost because mm. it's this uh, this crocodile is like huge and like crazy, and he didn't yeah. actually attack him. So you 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 get that maybe it was the crocodile that just got fed, but maybe it's not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, so, and it's I am I wrong in saying that the second one is is considerably smaller? It, it well, looks one's smaller. probably a male and female. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming that was the case because then obviously we have the babies, so that made that make well, sense. Well, I just loved when um when uh. So, because you think Hector's going to die the whole time, right? Mm-hmm. He's he's mm-hmm. he's he's cheating death over and over and over again. He's arrogant. He's the rich dickhead, which is weird because I think ten years before this movie, any person like that would have read like a one hundred percent bad guy, mm-hmm. and ten years after, it would and 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 up to this point, a character like that would be hundred percent be the bad guy. But there was this period in like the mid, yeah, that like. 10 year period from like let's say 95 to 2005 where like characters like that were oftentimes not necessarily the bad guy right. like mm-hmm. an eccentric millionaire saving the day like was acceptable yeah. I think. <laughs> it's weird yeah. like before that anybody who's the millionaire coming into town is like that's the fucking bad guy that's the devil mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and then now of, of course that that is a, a very common narrative but like yeah there was a little period there where it's like all right, call in the eccentric millionaire. He'll fix well, this. Even if you yeah. go, even if you go back a couple of years, again, the Twister, mm-hmm. Carrie Elways, his character. Oh yeah, he, he's. I don't know that he's necessarily the a millionaire, but he's definitely funded by money. So he's the character yes. with the money who comes in, thinks he knows everything. So and he was yeah. definitely the bad guy because he treated everybody for sure. Treated everybody like shit. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's because one Oliver Platt's character is there to party with everybody. So yeah. he's like he's being affable to a smaller characters, even if he's abrasive mm-hmm. with characters that we don't necessarily know if we like or not. Because Bridget, mm-hmm. as you guys said, Bridget Fonda is kind of uh, annoying to you, but then also yeah. Bill Pullman and Brendan Gleeson are annoying each other. They're you know so mm-hmm. nobody really likes each other. So it's hard to yeah. it's hard to define a villain. But also he's also uh, not out to kill the croc. No, he is mm-hmm. the, the 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 eccentric millionaire is the conservationist mm-hmm. in this instance, which is a, a rarity. And also, they give him a sympathetic backstory too, which again is is pretty unique. Um, so they talk about him as a kid getting picked on and all that sort of thing. So like, I don't know, he's just a really unique 
kind of fun character mm -hmm. um, that just reminded me of something. Yeah, it just reminds me of that era. Like, I feel like those types of characters, whether it be like, I'm trying to think like 13 Ghosts, that's, he's more of a bad guy. The eccentric millionaire is definitely a bad, bad guy. guy but yeah. <laughs> um, but what, what was the other one I was thinking of? Boy, um, Gremlins 2 again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. I was thinking of Gremlins too. I'm always thinking of Gremlins too. No, uh, but anyway, yeah, just a really, just a really interesting, like oddly well fleshed out character. Yeah, yeah, and, and they all kind of are because they all have different. Because mm -hmm. like Brendan Gleeson's character is this small town sheriff, <clears throat> but also he has like a lot of insecurities about himself because mm -hmm. for some reason Bill Pullman has more pulls more weight than him, and like yeah. yeah strange that 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 they kind of explain that off in one line right. where they're like out on the water they got the jurisdiction yeah. or something like, it's like i what? don't know if that's true or not but they're all telling the sheriff to fuck off constantly yeah. and he's yeah. always like my hands are tied i guess yeah. like, like wait what i thought you were the fucking sheriff yeah, like has, he gets uh, no respect he gets like everybody yeah. treats him like dog shit but you know yeah. he still has to be some sort of force in the law so yeah, yeah. I, th I think only Bill Pullman's character is the only one that is just kind of bland sheetrock. That's what I was saying. He, he, it, oddly enough, his is the only one that you just really don't know shit about. Yeah. He is just, mm -hmm. I honestly feel like they looked at the cast and they were like, we need uh, one more handsome white dude. Right. Like, honestly, like the producers were like, there's no handsome white dude to put on the poster. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, so they, so they inserted him because they didn't really don't give him anything to do. Yeah. It, it would be mm -hmm. funny if like, the, it, I mean, we already said there's like five other Lake Placid films, but I think if this movie was made today, they would have like himbofied Bill Pullman's character a little bit more. Like made him dumber, made him like a Chris, oh. like a Chris Hemsworth type, where okay. he, like he yeah, like yeah. he knows his job, but he doesn't know much else. And, yeah, sure. And so like I could see that everybody else has a brain around him. Like Bridget Fonda has her, you know, mm -hmm. expertise. Oliver Platt has yeah. his expertise. Like everybody else around him yeah. has expertise, but he's just kind of like mm -hmm. the man meat to just stand around yeah. yeah it's almost like they need they knew they needed something like that and it's just mm -hmm. evolved over the time yeah, or i, I kept him. waiting for him to have like a like a tragic story back story mm, or yeah. something or like he's a he's more like hard bull you know what i mean i was waiting for him, him to be a kid or something like that yeah like, like a, a kid you know? and maybe he's has like struggle with alcoholism or something like i was waiting for him to be something similar to like um uh what's his name the director and lead in uh wolf of snow hollow what's that kid what's oh, that jim cummings uh, his character yeah, yeah, yeah. i I was waiting for him to be a little bit more of like that Jim Cummings type of character mm -hmm. or something. But yeah, he just never, it just, it never comes to fruition. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. That movie rules. I, I gotta rewatch it. I <laughs> forgot how much I, that movie rules. You, you could also watch the new movie, The Beta Test, his new one. I know. I need to do that. I like him a lot. Yeah. Very entertaining guy. Shout out Jim Cummings. Yeah, right. <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good job. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so the end, uh, and, and uh, I know we're we're jumping around here, but yeah, it's it's uh, the the plot to this movie is it's it's a big fucking alligator. Uh, people are trying to get it, <laughs> they're arguing with each other, uh, and then they try to get the alligator. That's the whole right. goddamn movie. But at the yeah. end, um, it, it's very classic, like I say, creature feature type of thing. But at the end, the scene that I really <laughs> liked, it was very dumb. And Meg, you kind of talked about it already a little bit. Was Hector, you kept waiting for him to die. So you're at the end, 
and they have this standoff where the only part I didn't like was where Bill Pullman's character, who again hasn't earned anything, no, you don't care at all about him. Um, he, you know, he has to be the one to kind of make the call whether they're going to kill the crocodile when it's trapped in the kind of shell of the helicopter. And of course, Bridget Fonda's character and, and Oliver Platt's character are saying, no, 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 don't kill it. Brendan Gleason's character has the gun on it and is like, wants to pull the trigger. And right. for some reason, it's Bill Pullman's call because he's the wildlife guy. I don't know. Um, and <laughs> Hector, Oliver Platt, is standing by the shore and another alligator just jumps up and grabs him starts attacking him you think oh he's dead okay yeah. they are finally they got him but then he's not even injured hmm. and uh and 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 the sheriff just blasts that alligator and then hector's like he bit me <laughs> he's just not injured and then he survives yeah. it was just such a strange thing and then the drugs start kicking in because they've tranquilized him and then they're like okay we, we're gonna we're gonna try to take this thing alive but you know what could have even added a layer to this is if, like, we all kind of thought Hector was, could have died, but if he would have just gotten, like, his arm bitten off or something. something. Mm-hmm. like or his leg or, yeah. Yeah, I think that would have made more sense. I mean, he still got hurt, quote unquote, but, like, right. yeah. But he really not didn't. Very, That's not, the thing yeah, is, like, yeah. you think he did because he just got attacked by a fucking crocodile. Yeah. But he's good. Yeah. Like, his pants aren't yeah. even torn. <laughs> and it's funny because, like, this plays very similar to another film that came out in 1999 we all remember deep blue sea mm. oh yes i never watched it but i know you're talking about one it. of the greatest jump scare kills yeah. ever in, in which samuel yeah. jackson is just immediately taken away by a shark <laughs> <laughs> well after a long heartfelt monologue yeah 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 is he a shark unprovoked while he's inside jumps up through basically like a like a, a an exit hatch type of thing in the water and just eats just his ass and everybody's, oh, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is one of the most fun movies in the world to put on with people who have never seen it before right. and you just don't tell them that's right. coming. And they go, what the fuck? Like that. I remember seeing that in the theaters when I was a kid and being like, jaw just hitting it the was fucking so, floor. Because yeah. I think at that time, we all kind of knew Samuel L. Jackson he was probably the biggest star of that film at the time, outside of yeah, for sure. outside of LL Cool J. And yeah. Yeah, to see him get killed, that was like, oh wow, that's fucking crazy. You can't do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, that movie actually rules it too. Really does listen? I, 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 deeper bluer, my hat is like a shark. <laughs> that's what I always say. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> that is the worst, the coolest movie with the worst fucking song ever written. Eh, I don't know. Go back and listen to it again. It's not as bad. <laughs> <laughs> he says, deeper bluer. Deepest bluest. My hat. Deepest, deepest bluest. bluest. <laughs> a quote. Deepest bluest. My hat is like a shark's fin. Yeah. Fucking rules. <laughs> it fucking bumps. Dude, turn it back no, on. It, it fucking bumps. Dude, trap music <laughs> no, sucks. Check out Yellow Cool J's deepest bluest fucking uh, um, oh my god oh that fucking song i'm questioning i just your imagine taste you now, pulling up to a red like a red light look over at like some some youths <laughs> in the car beside you and you're like what's up and you're just cranking deep as <laughs> they're playing takashi 69 or what the fuck ever and she's like no this is the real shit Deepest bluest. <laughs> Deep, 
young cool hip hop teens in their Takashi six nine. <laughs> Man, that dude's um, wild. Not gonna lie, we want to like talk about that. That dude's wild. No, I I, I have not. Uh, uh, isn't there a documentary out about him yeah, or something now? That's what I'm talking like. That Did dude, you watch it? I watched parts of it. Yeah, I mean enough yeah. to understand that this dude is like a genius in ways and also ridiculous in a lot of yeah. more like more ridiculous ways he's also a snitch <laughs> yeah. snitches get stitches it's, yeah he uh he it, it does feel like it's a miracle that he's still alive yeah. but um in any case listen this is not we're gonna do a takashi 69 episode <laughs> trust me <laughs> um, is there a horror subgenre called takashi 69 <laughs> that actually does sound like it could be like a kurosawa right or something yeah. like that or a, takashi much more of a uh uh takashi Mike film takashi oh yes six, it's definitely yeah. more cyberpunk yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah no you're right about that it's definitely has more of a cyberpunk sound to it like uh eight, eight, what is it eight eight six four pinocchio or whatever the fuck God. nine six four pinocchio <laughs> <laughs> that's a fucking masterpiece um all right uh so one more thing before we wrap up i just again mm-hmm. just and this speaks to the cast of the film and just there's a lot of good writing but also there's a lot of sick burns in this film there are some fucking sick burns. You're right. I, sh- I, 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 I didn't even get yeah, to them. But the one, the one I made particular note of was in, in, in a lot of it comes between Brendan Gleeson's character and Oliver Platt. But the one yeah. I made note of was between them and uh, Brendan Gleeson is talking about how he, he like it's impossible for uh, crocodiles to migrate or whatever. And yeah. Oliver Platt says. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, uh, you you say that, but they hide that kind of information in books. <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck? There's so seriously rude. like probably six or eight fucking really good yeah. ones. Um, it's so great. Um, there's another one where he 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 makes some sort of like. It, it, it's like some sort of like dick size one or mm-hmm. something like that. I forget. It's another one where he just says something to him about, uh, oh man, what the fuck was it? I don't know. I have to look at it. But yeah, there was there were so many cool, there were so many great burns. And yeah, 90% of them were between those two. Mm-hmm. And and almost all of them are said by Hector right. to somebody. Mm-hmm. Like he's 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 definitely the, 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 um, the one-liner guy. That's funny. Lake Placid, guys. <laughs> what do you think? Meg, first time watch for you. Um, how many how many horse stars are we getting on this? Uh, let's do croc stars today, and I'm gonna do because this is our second croc film in in like a 30 day period. So yeah, a lot of um, croc films. I'm gonna give it a two by five croc star out of five mm-hmm. solely for the lack of croc action, but um, I would give it a four out of five for the cow action. Oh, okay. Four cows yeah, out yeah. of five for sure, and a ten now, are out of those ten four cows out of. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. It's not four out of five croc stars for the cow action. It's four no. out of five cow stars. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll break it down. And then Betty okay. White got a 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is there is a horse in the film, though. It's in the background. <laughs> Where is there a horse? I'm trying to remember. It's it's when they visit. It was on the, on the farm. Yeah. It's a, it's a, no, yeah. Oh, it's just at Betty attention. White's farm. It's in the background. Yeah, that's also that's also yeah, what the f- that's also the major plot point of how her husband gets killed, because she's saying mm-hmm. one of the horses got out, and he, yeah, he right. interceded in between the croc and the horse, and he got eight. So, mm-hmm. yeah, horse action is actually pr- pretty detrimental in this film. Yeah, she does also <laughs> get. Uh, um, 
she has a couple of really good burns mm-hmm. too. Not just the, not just of course the, uh, it, this is the time, this is the point where if I had a dick, I'd tell you to suck it. But also, um, when she says something about, she hopes they get eaten by the crocodile. And then she <laughs> says to the other like deputy, is it a crime to, um, wish, wish death upon uh, <laughs> a law enforcement yeah. officer. So like, and but he's she like, says I that, don't know. But she says that after straight up saying that she killed her husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, She's hey. got some great fucking I, lines in this movie too. And just not, not just lines, but she has a great piece of acting where they're walking through her farm and they're trying to interview her and she's throwing out chicken feed and she, she, oh, she yes. just takes a handful of chicken feed and throws it on Brendan Gleeson. Just like throws, him, <laughs> throws it right on his stomach. It's just like... Yeah. She's fucking hilarious. She She's is so genuinely good. hilarious. Um, moral of the story, guys, go watch Golden Girls. It's a fucking <laughs> riot. Mm-hmm. I mean, laughs, like laughs per minute. There is not that many better sitcoms. Like, that and Cheers. I mean, yes, it's not the same as like 30 Rock, which is not even, there's barely a story. It's just jokes. It's not like this modern type of, you know, Parks and Rec, 30 Rock stuff. Cheers and Golden Girls. Trust me. I'm like dying over here because I'm like, is this a sitcom podcast now? <laughs> oh yeah, my Brian, God. Brian's I love, the game. love those fucking shows. Um, all right. Boys and Ghouls, let me remind you one more time. For our showdown episode for the month of April, we've got three options for you. We've got Bigfoot horror. We've got British horror. We've got monsters from the deep. So this week, uh, we are going to put those out on the social media. So if you haven't already, go ahead and follow us on there so you can help us pick which one it is. And also, you know what? While you're there, uh, slide on into the old DMs. Like I said, listen. This time of year, it's cold, it's dry. Your hands are probably a little chapped, so moisturize them first, right? Put a little, put a little corn huskers lotion on there first. Get them all nice and moist and slippery. Slide into the old DMs. That makes <laughs> a shake in her head. No, no, no. And give us some suggestions as well for uh, topics to add to the wheel, but also for mini soda ideas as well. We very much appreciate that. Um, any final thoughts, gang? Mm-mm. No, bro. Lake Placid, guys. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't do you dirty. I can't make the guarantee that I'm gonna do. I'm, I'm gonna be this kind next time, if mm. there is a next time. Pretty much next time we do some sort of absolute horseshit <laughs> topic where the worst movie wins. That will be the next one I win, uh, and I may not be this nice. So soak it in, cherish it. Don't take it for granted because it, you know what? You never know if it's going to ever happen again. Live, laugh, horror is really pretty much what you're saying over here. <laughs> yeah, exactly what I'm saying. All right. Uh, anything else? Nah, Good? No. Nope, nope, yes? No. Nope, nope, that's it? No. Nope, nope. Well, for the <laughs> Halloween is forever crew, I'm Brian. I'm Meg. And I would suck Mariska Hargitay's dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wouldn't we all? Bye-bye. Bye-bye.